If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mind Pump Radio with Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. The one and only. <laughs> you know, you guys don't know this, but I do. You guys don't know this. Doug on the weekends. Do you guys don't know what he does on the weekends for fun? Watches WWF. No, he's like a comedy guy, right? He does. He does improv. No, yeah. you don't. I. I, I oh, saw yes, a little bits of clips of that. I, like, do you San Jose Improv? Uh, comedy sports. He's downtown, a he's downtown. on a fucking team, dude. That's awesome. There's man. Te- there's teams in comedy. Putting yourself yeah, out there. That's why that's why he can like he can turn on the radio. Wait a second. So I had a whole topic I want to talk about, but now I'm totally intrigued by this right now. There's <laughs> okay. So I I was uh, when I worked downtown. I actually was right across the street from the comedy club, so I, I knew the owner really well, and I used to I literally went to the comedy club like three times a week. To the point where I was like, I love yeah comedy. the improv. Oh, yeah. I love that place, and I was almost sick of it because I did it for like two years, like three times a week. It was ridiculous, but I absolutely loved it. Right, so I've never, as much as I've been around it, I've never heard of team comedy. No, it's called comedy sports. Comedy sports. Yeah, there's like uh, over twenty of them around the world. So is there like tryouts? Is there oh like- yeah, absolutely. No, he's he's a badass, Adam. He's not. This isn't just like in someone's garage. Like he had to make the team. Okay, well I'm intrigued here. So okay, yeah, so yeah. there's there's tryouts. So what is what is this whole process of getting a part of the team? Like what? Okay, so let's pretend the four of us. I want to be a part of Team Doug and comedy, and um, I mean, I'm a lot funnier than Sal and Justin, so I know I probably <laughs> would have a hard time making a team. But think, yeah. of, think of the challenges. You got us there, dude. <laughs> You're the guy. Funny looking, you know, right? Funny, funny, funny. Look, funny looking. He's so funny. He's so funny. One look will crack you. That's right. Yeah, right. Funny, yeah. funny looking is right. So and what, you won't have sex so, with him. So, it's so like, Doug. Yes. Whatever. Okay. Uh, like, is it like sports too? Did you have to train for a long time to get on this team? Well, it's not physical per se. Well, I know, but did comedy train? Like you had yeah, to, yeah, I did. Uh, there's a. Uh, so like, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, a lot like a that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So what happened is I went through a series of uh, workshops. And then I joined what they called the Rec League, which is our farm team. And uh, I was there for probably three years before they called me up to the uh, the regular the show. Big to the majors. Big yeah. To yeah. the majors. Wow. Wow. That's, that's kind of... So now you, he's batting clean. You actually went to school to get funny. Oh, yeah. I've been trained, man. I'm a professional. Wow. <laughs> Imagine if we harness my skills. I'm just Al oh, Natural. Oh, <laughs> here, I mean, here's, here's the thing. I believe all of you guys could do well at it. Oh really? Even, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Even even, even Sal? Oh. Improv? Even even nerdy Sal? Oh, even what? nerdy Sal. Bro, <laughs> you great. You're talking about shooting from the hip? I invented that. You Look, know, honestly, before, before I was born, they had a different name for yeah, it. Yeah, you, you shoot you, from the hip. I know. Sexual into shoot. Always sexual into us. We're trying to talk yeah. serious here, and you so got to bring a sexual. That's what always. I mean when I say shooting from the hip. I, I didn't say shooting from the tip. That's something <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, bringing your nerdy side is a real benefit. For example. Uh, Justin and his Star Wars knowledge would go far. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, see, that's right. So uh, here, here's why. Greedo shot a, first. Here's why it's called a sport. Just because kidding. What it is? Honded. Two teams that compete. Uh, compete. Okay. Uh, for the last of the audience, and then the audience votes on, you know, which one they like better. So, mm. uh, dude, can, I want to go watch one of Doug's shows. I know. Yeah, we yeah, should come do watch that. Me. That'd be cool. I can't, I can't believe we do that, dude. Which one of you motherfuckers? 
taps this freaking coffee table. That was me that time. Why does it irritate you so bad? Because it vibrates, and I can hear it, too, both of it. And I know Doug gets upset, dude. Oh, yeah. And, and he right blames now, me for all the shenanigans. He, that's why he doesn't plug my microphone until last. I get the last of them put microphone. Yeah, I got to stretch my he legs keeps out, my dude. volume lower than everybody else. Okay. You're hey. So, you're so difficult to figure out, Adam. Nine out of ten times, vibrations are awesome. This time, you don't like it. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> well, right now, you're hearing a buzz, and it's driving me crazy. It's my microphone. Okay, so you better you better shut it down. You're going to have to do sign language the rest of the way here. <laughs> yeah, sign language <laughs> from now on out. The, the rest of the questions well, I would ask you, go ahead and sign us. Well, well, what we did, what Adam, the really, the, 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 the thing we wanted to talk about, ah, and you're such a mysterious motherfucker. This guy's so mysterious. The text he sends us, <laughs> hey, guys, I have a crazy-ass rant, and you want to hear it? Yes. Nothing. Silence. Doesn't say anything. I know. He does that. He drops like a bomb and then like it, like all this anticipation and then he just... You know what? I you know what? Know. I'm not going to tell you. Guys. guys, this is so crazy. Guess what? And we'll be like, what? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> and I'll be like, Adam, what Not happened? even the dots like he's writing it. Yeah, nothing. It's just... So, Adam... The master of anticipation. Right? Just... So, I'm putting you on the spot right now. I want you to... Like, what What made you so angry? What grinds your gears? Yeah, <sighs> why, why, what are you going to rant about? Well, here's... It, it, this has happened um, at least... At least 10 times since... Just since we've had Mind Pump going. And this is something that... And, and, I, and I know you guys can relate to this. Uh, <clears throat> between the three of us... Shit, I'm okay, Personally, myself... I have well over 10,000 hours of training. If I were to break down how many hours of training of training clients, so that's a, that's a lot of hours of training, um, minimum of that. And I know you guys are right there with me, if not more. So, you know, between the three of us, we've got 30,000 hours of training clients, which what equates to that is a lot of people, that a lot of lives that we've touched and helped out. And I like to try and help everybody as much as I can and continue helping people for as long as I can. Hence what we're doing right now. We all came together for that same similar reason. It's like, dude, if we could get on like a radio show where we can broadcast this, we could answer so many of these same fucking questions that we get asked all the time. And what drives me crazy, and it really bothers me when it's people who have known me for a really long time, people that have been a part of my journey for a long time. They, I've been training since I was 20 years old, and some people I've still talked to and clients I still help. And then they ask me these questions, and, in the, and the first thing that comes to mind right away is like, these motherfuckers don't even listen to mind pump. <laughs> yeah. You were asking me these questions. I created this radio show for you and you don't listen to it and you don't, and it drives me nuts. And it, it's so hard now, now that we have this. So it used to bother me already. Cause it's like, dude, how many times have I explained this to you? I've explained this to you. I've explained this yeah. to you. I've explained this to you. I'll explain it for the 10th time. It's okay. That's what I do. I love what I do. Yeah. But now that this is created, it's, and it's like, we give it away for free. You know, no, you can listen to this shit for free. That's pretty cool. I mean, you get a wealth of knowledge between, and you know, it's pretty undervalued. Let's be honest. Like when it, when people get free stuff, a lot of times they don't really realize until they got to start paying for it. Like what it really is, exactly. You know, the right? content wise, it, it it to me, and that's to me, that's the insult. That's the part that just it drives me crazy. It's you know, if you had any idea how much time that we we put into all of this stuff to, to make it better for everybody else. It was even like that one person. I remember when we first started, the very first time when we actually uh, launched the, the eBooks out and we sold them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and somebody was like offended that we were selling them. 
Like, you know, it's like, motherfucker, you think all this stuff is free? And it, like, we have all the time in the world to sit and bullshit on the radio. So I was like, we have to at least make our make some money so we can fund what the fuck yeah. we're doing. You know, say like, pay you know, some bills. We're not trying to rip anybody off right here. In fact, we're trying to give as much great information, help as many people as we possibly can. And, you know, when people do that to me, it's so disrespectful and I get so irritated and I feel like I get more now that we have this because it's like there's there's such there's so much good information on here if you just were and it was a client that was asking and i can do this because i'm pretty sure even after i told her sent the freaking the the links over to listen to it still is probably not the it's so funny because we just <laughs> we you're ju- safe yeah so we just had a q a uh the last q a we just answered a question about a young boy who was trying to put weight on oh yeah she has a young 18 year old boy who's trying to gain weight and the message i got was could you could i get could you give my son a diet for you know gaining weight now mind you God, that's like nails in a chalkboard for me anyway right give me a diet right you know no yes i'm like <laughs> and, and you know what and that just that question alone I'll guide you that asking me that question alone just tells me right away that you haven't been listening to mind pump or he hasn't been listening to mind pump you know and then when i proceeded to to say you know to get him to get on to mind pump the, the response was, oh, you obviously haven't hung out with any teenage boys before. They need instant, gratifi- instant gratification. I'm like, and you what the fuck do you think podcasting is? It couldn't yeah. get any more instant than that. Like, he literally <laughs> has to push a button on his iPhone. It automatically downloads Dude, his phone. Got All that time, you got to sit and listen. Yeah, I it, mean. But, but obviously, she hasn't listened to the show because this is like the ideal show for a teenage boy. Right, to I know, like, exactly. Come on. Yeah, come on now. Well, that's why the entertainment side of what we're doing as well is supposed to entice, you know, people to, to sit and, and and listen to it, and then they get like valuable information. It's like we've thought of all of that. that that's so just listen to so it. So, which that was the next thing that she follows up with. Well, all you you know, he, that's not really his thing, just to sit and listen to it. But he's he barely pays attention to me. He's not going to sit for a half hour hour of his attention to listen to you know the science. Of so, it. what does she want you to do? Like make an origami like answer and like mail it. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Well, like every other client wants with it, they want you to sit down, spend forty five. What they don't know is it takes at least forty five minutes to an hour for me to write up and draw something up for them like that and then explain to them how hey this is I'm but she just you- told you he doesn't pay attention and he doesn't listen to her yeah yeah he wants you to she wants you to write up a freaking you know a guide that will sit there collect and dust he, and yeah. never here be used. read this packet of information son and this yeah. is this is the disrespectful part because then it's it's all they're what they're really doing is they're like i don't want to deal with this i don't have the answers let me delegate it to somebody who i know and i know him i know he knows the answers so let me just dish it off on him and which is fine that's why I don't mind the first initial question. And then when I respond, go here, and then you still give me pushback. I'm like, <laughs> you know what that makes me want to do? It makes me want to Google real quick how to gain 10 pounds. And the first thing that pops up, cut and, cut and yeah. paste, and then freaking send it over here. <laughs> no, you, you know, Probably you know, exactly what, what she's looking for anyway. Uh, right? you, you know what You know what gets it really irritates me is when you've been saying something to somebody for... I don't know, years, because we've all trained clients for a long time, and you've got those clients who've been with you for a long time, and you'll say something over and over and over and over and over, and then they'll finally do it, and they'll come back and be like- Credit somebody else or something else. No, no, (laughs) they'll come back and be like, wow, that did work. And it's like, you motherfucker, I've been telling you for like five years. Oh, God, I know. Hey, you know what, Sal? I stopped running 50 miles a week, and you're right, I built more muscle, and I got a little leaner. (laughs) 
You know, and it's like, I wasn't telling you magic. Like, that's just what how, how, how it works. That's almost as annoying as telling a client that, like, when you're trying to help them with nutrition. And they, oh, no, 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 no. I, I know. I eat good already. I eat clean. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> no, why you don't. That's why you're 30 pounds overweight. <laughs> yeah, right. No, 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 no. I know, I know what I'm doing. I'm eating good. I'm eating I, good. I had a client one time. One of my Like good, salads, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I had, I had a client, really good friend of mine, and he used to always be like, I don't you know. I don't know why I, I can't lose weight. I eat really healthy and this and that. And so I'd say, okay, well, what did you eat? You know, give me an idea of what you had for breakfast this morning. Like, what did you eat? And he goes, well, he goes, I had some eggs. I had a little bit of milk. He goes, a little bit of flour. Uh, and he's going through all these ingredients. And I'm like, <laughs> these are pancakes. And I'm like, you, I'm like, no, no, no. Wait, I'm like, this sounds like pancakes. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, did you eat cake? He's like, yeah, I had some chocolate cake. I'm like, why you got to break it down to make it sound <laughs> Yeah, healthier? right, dude. Or, yeah. or that is fl- awesome. I've never had somebody do that. that oh, would make, my God, I would dude. die laughing. Or so the dude. flip side is he'll, I'll be like, so, you know, I, can't, I don't know why I can't lose weight. He goes, yesterday. Let me tell you what I ate yesterday. And, of course, he's going to pick out the freaking healthy shit. Yeah, right. I had a salad with a little bit of carrots and some tam- tomato. That's all I had all day long. I'm like, oh, so you eat like that every day? Well, shit, you're defying the laws of physics. We got to figure this out. Send well, to some scientists. That's such a good one right there. That is so common. This is also why. Okay, so now when somebody um, and I actually had a guy do this just recently, which is funny that we're talking about this. <clears throat> I and I've told you guys this before. When somebody asks me something like that, I meet like help for nutrition or something. I immediately put it back on them and say, "Okay, I'll totally help you out." But what you need to do for me is for the next seven days, you need to document every single thing you eat. And first of all, very few people will even do that. It's too much work for yeah, them. Yeah, it's too much work. Yep. And they, yet they want you to write this whole detailed plan and help them all out, which is like, far no, more detailed dude, than just you. I want a pill. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that is, that's the first and foremost is just doing that. Somewhere. But then you have, you have to remind them that, listen, what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to pick out your best day and then duplicate that for me. Because I've had that before. Like, damn, this person eats really clean. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, how is this like, possible? How did that happen? Yeah. Well, I well, I didn't get a chance to write down Friday and Sunday because I was doing this, I was doing that. Yeah. And I kind of ate this, but I made good choices. I'm oh, like, oh, oh, I forgot about my Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> you know what's um, funny? When you, first become Garcia. A, when you first become a trainer, and this is, I guarantee you the trainers listening to this can totally, uh, this, this makes sense to them. When you first become a trainer, for a split second, you're almost convinced. You're almost like, God, some people, it's so weird. Like, they must <laughs> yeah. have this, like, their metabolism yeah. must be so slow. It must be a thyroid thing. It's or... just, this doesn't Damn happen. It. But then as you continue doing this, you start to realize they're bullshitting me. Yeah. Or they're so ignorant and unaware of what's going on in their mouth yeah, that they have it. no idea. They've never tracked anything ever. And now that you're so experienced, when people say stuff to you, you look at them like, you can't fool me. Yep. Yeah, more, like, more, more often than not, it, it, it is that they, they don't know that they don't know, which that's always been the biggest challenge as a trainer is making somebody aware. Unconscious incompetence. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because nutrition, it seems so universal and common knowledge, but people really don't understand it on a deep level. Well, and so this this kind in of t- ties into uh, part of the tip that I was talking about today at uh, OTF. And when, when I was talking to the class, I'm telling these guys, like I always give them like this little random tip afterwards, right? And, you know, a lot of people, they equate like, so because they, they come to this workout and it's super intense. It's one hour. They see their personal trainer for an hour. In their eyes, like, you know, like they're, and some of them are doing five, seven days a week. So they think they're this highly active, fit person because, 
you know, all their none of their friends work out seven days a week and no one trains as hard as they're training. And in their eyes, they think that this is someone who's really active. But in reality, what people don't realize is you can still be considered and more people, more people than not are still considered sedentary, even when you're putting an hour's work of working out right. intensely a right. day. Right. That's I mean, sedentary. That means yeah. you're you. You are still a yeah, sedentary. The amount person. of movement does not give you enough to, yeah. you know, equate to, to weight loss. Well, here's a question that you can ask people. Just kind of, you know, uh, get into their heads. You can ask them, look, who is more active? The construction worker who's doing construction eight hours a day, uh, five days a week, but doesn't work out. Or the guy that sits at his desk in front of a computer for work, but he works out for an hour every day. Yeah. Who's more active? Oh, yeah, it's a construction worker. Blows that away, yeah. for sure. Blows it away. And so the one guy works out and goes to the gym. The other guy doesn't go to the gym at all, mm-hmm. but they're more active. Yeah. And when it and when it comes to a fat burning and and calories and so like that that's that's more important, man. It really is. I mean, there's all these added benefits to lifting weights when you talk about building muscle and strength and things like that. But if you just from a straight caloric and nutritional value ratio to movement to uh, losing, the guy that's the construction worker wins every time with that. I you know I had a huge paradigm shift not too long ago when uh, I took photos for the original uh, Maps Anabolic Program. And I got really, really, really lean. I got the leanest I'd ever been. I don't know. I probably got down to, I don't know, 4%. or You saw the pictures. you yeah. know. And I, it was a paradigm <laughs> shift because I realized how little I actually needed to eat. I yep. couldn't believe how little I needed to eat uh, and how much I was eating before thinking that I need to eat this much uh, or I'll lose muscle or all these different things are going to happen. And I realized, look... People just eat too much. Period. Yeah, especially like being the guy and you know worrying about that, like how little protein you need. Yeah, you, you just don't need. You just don't need it. You just don't need to eat that much, especially if you're the average American who mm-hmm. you know. Let's face it, most of us are. Look, us in this room who are fitness fanatics, we're relatively sedentary. Even if you add up all our workouts. Oh yeah, definitely. No, I know. No, you, for you sure. know. So, and that's the average person. It's it's a it's it was mind blowing for me at the moment. I remember. Uh, doing that and someone had asked me one of my buddies and he's like holy shit man he's like How, how'd you get so shredded and I remember saying to him I was like I just don't eat that much and it's like for the like the first time in my life it just really made sense like I, I don't need as much as I really thought I did I just don't need that much food well you know I think one of the most uh, common things I get asked on my Instagram especially when I'm getting ready for a show <clears throat> and the, the most surprises uh, the most um, like cl- cl- people will uh, message me and be like you know, you always post you don't do cardio. How do you get that lean and you don't do any cardio? And then, and, and then, or someone will see me and they'll see me like walking on a treadmill and they'll be like, hey, I thought you said you don't do any cardio. And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't do cardio. That's This is me walking on a treadmill, just moving, you know? Mm-hmm. And so what they don't get is what I start to do is I, and it's happening right now. So I'm getting, you know, I'm six weeks out from a show or a little less than that, about five and a half out from a show. And I... I just know my daily routine. Like you said, we are, I, I most really, I can't just speak for you guys, but I know for sure I am still sedentary, very sedentary. Majority of what I do is, you know, sitting at a desk or in a chair or driving, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. act super active all day long. So all I really do, honestly, is I just ramp up my activity as I get closer and, and I just, I do it very simply. So I'll set myself small goals like, okay, I'm going to add 30 minutes of moving that I wouldn't outside of my normal activity. I do everything the normal, just like I do every single day. 
but now I'm going to spend 30 more minutes, whether I do that by walking the dogs two extra times, or I do that by getting on my treadmill and walking why email and multitasking. And then I just slowly ramp that up. It starts at 30 minutes. Then I start adding an hour of that activity a day. Then I go an hour and a half and I break it up in little increments too. A lot of people don't realize you can do that. Like, so sometimes I don't have the time to put 90 minutes straight of walking on a treadmill because I'm busy. So I put 20 minutes in and then I come back two, three hours later and put another 20 minutes in. And then I go handle some work and business stuff and then I put 15 minutes in. And then I actually have a little bit extra time so I put 30 minutes in. And I just, at the by the end of the day, I've accumulated 90 minutes of this activity that I normally would not have put in and that shit all adds up. It's crazy. And you, know, you know, it's funny, even uh, studies will even show that splitting up activity is actually more effective uh, for fat burning than doing it all at once also. Yep. Yeah. So 90 minutes straight is less effective than doing three 30 minute uh, sessions. Absolutely. Uh, and I, you know, I'll tell people walk your dog in the morning and at night, just take yep. a walk in the morning. That's and what night. I started doing. Actually, 15 minutes. It was funny cause my dog started to get pretty lean you know, <laughs> through, through my whole process. Pets look like their owners. I just, I seriously was trying to find a, a picture. I was going to do like a before and after of him cause <laughs> he's definitely changed uh, with me cause I've been taking him on runs. I've been taking him on walks, hikes, you know, all that kind of stuff just for that added extra activity. And on top of that, like, you know, started doing more housework. I'm doing stuff outside. I'm chopping wood. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cleaning a lot. So it's, it's beneficial. You know, my wife, you know, got the benefit of that. Cause it's, it's really like, I didn't want to sit down on the couch and turn into that plopping, you know, position where I'm watching TV or something with my boys. And as a result too, I got my son back out, you know, outside hanging out, exploring with me and stuff, you know, it's just, you just got to get out and, and be active. You know, this is this is one of the factors uh, in the trigger sessions that I think is so effective, aside from the stimulating muscle growth and all, is that you're moving for eight to ten minutes three times a day. Yeah, because the the one of the one of the it benefit- prioritizes it. Yeah, me. you just you're just you're you're doing trigger sessions, which tend which end up being like an extra twenty five minutes or so of activity during the day, and it's split up usually two or three sessions, and. Um, one of the number one effects people will say is they just get leaner oh, from yeah. doing that. And it's not a ton of calories, uh, but it does make a difference, especially if you do it on a daily basis. Sure. I mean, 25 extra minutes, especially of like band work, trigger session type work. I mean, you, I mean, you could talk about 200 and something calories you're burning, sure. which is half of somebody's standard meal, especially if you're eating clean and balanced, you know? So that's a difference for sure. Not to mention all the extra benefits of the stimulation of the muscle. And stuff, I've also so. noticed, because I've had people say to me like, oh, it's, <clears throat> it's so much harder to find time to be active two or three times a day, and they th- they think in their mind it's easier to, to block off 90 minutes or 60 minutes to do all their cardio. But in reality, it's easier the other way around. Oh, absolutely. All of us can find 10 minutes here or there. Oh, yeah. And so if you do, if you just find 10 minutes twice a day or three times a day, there's mm-hmm. 30 minutes. And it's it can be at any time, like in between a client for me, or if you work at a, a computer, you can be like, oh, looks like I have 15 minutes. I'm gonna go walk around the block three times. Um, and these little these little blocks of time are actually easier to stick to because they don't feel like the commitment is as big. You don't have to take out so much time. You don't have to uh, feel like you're working out for so long. And they, uh, that aspect of it makes it much more effective as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, abs- a- absolutely. It, it is, it's far easier to do it that way. Like I said, when I put on, when I say I, I'm going to start doing 90 minutes of cardio, plus I'm weight training. So I'm weight training every day for an hour. And then if all of a sudden I say I'm going to do 90 minutes of you know walking, whether it be treadmill or outside, 
to run it right after my workout, two and a half hours in the gym. That's a long time to be in the gym. I don't got that kind of time, but I most certainly can do an hour in the gym and then maybe 10 minutes after I do my workout, I walk a little bit right after. I normally do 10 or 15. That's what I do. And then another 10 to 15 later on in the afternoon, then another 10 to 15. I just, I just break it up in little breaks like that. Walk the dogs, add all these things that I, and it's got to be what you have to do. So <clears throat> if someone's listening right now and they're going like, well, I walk my dogs and I do this. If you're trying to reduce body fat and change your body composition, it needs to be outside of what you already do. Your body has already been adapted and has already got used to like whatever this, your normal activity level is. So you got to kind of think outside the box. If you pretty much walk your dog once or twice every single time, every single day, well, then you need to walk them three times. And if you already walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes and you do a, a workout for an hour, well, then you need to do 45 minutes to an hour spread out, if you like, you know, throughout the day. But it needs to be outside the norm. And you got to be conscious of that and pay attention. And, you know, just a lot of that just comes with you focusing on and paying attention to your daily activities for the most part. Okay. And, and of course, there's always exceptions to the rule. We, you know, if you're someone who travels for business and you fly out, blah, 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 you know, that stuff happens. But for the most part, pretty, most humans are pretty consistent with what they do from a day-to-day basis. You can figure out what days. Oh, you we are. all have routines. Yes. We very, all have routines. Very, very much so. And I'm, you know, I'm glad we're bringing some of the stuff up because <clears throat> we get questions from a lot of personal trainers, how to be successful as a trainer, how to be successful with my clients. And I'm going to tell you right now, besides being a likable person, besides the fact that your client has to want to meet with you, you know, X amount of times a week, you are going to have to educate your client and you're going to have to take them through the, you know, what, what we've learned as the four stages of learning. We actually touched on the first one, which is unconscious inco- incompetence. Most clients are going to come to you. Most people are going to come to you as a trainer um, with a level of incompetence that they're unconscious about. They don't know that they don't know. Mm-hmm. And I, I get this a lot when I first work with a client and I show them posture. And I, I was strength- going to say, movement is a big one for yeah, me. Yeah, I'll strengthen their posture. And the next yeah. thing I know, they'll come in and be like, I'm more aware of my posture. I'm pulling my shoulders. And it, it, what, what's ended up, what just happened to them mm-hmm. was they just moved into the second stage of learning, which is now they're consciously incompetent. They now know that they don't know. And that's the easy step. That's the, that's the first step that you're going to take your clients to. The third step is where a lot of people get stuck, and that's conscious competence. So to give you an example, uh, we'll use posture again. Conscious competence would be the person knows that their posture is bad. Now they're consciously correcting their posture all day long. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to stop there. You want to get it to the last stage. This is what athletes will call the zone. This is conscious, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, uh, unconscious competence. Mm-hmm. So now you're not even conscious of the fact that your body's moving the way you want, or you're not even conscious of the fact that you're eating right, that you're making Create the right habit. decisions, yeah. that you're creating those habits. And those are the stages you have to take your clients through. And if you can get them to the fourth stage, you have now uh, provided with them long-term success. And you can even apply those stages to yourself. If you're trying to get better at something or you're trying to do something, you need to move through those stages and identify where you're at and try to move to the next one. And when you can become unconsciously competent, you have now developed second nature. It is part of your being. It yeah. is who you are. It is not something you have to even think about anymore. It's just what you're doing. And if, if you can do that, you got success. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's absolutely. just constantly you know, repeating that process and it takes reps. So you know, you're not going to really achieve that, you know, last stage unless you really are consciously putting that effort in day after day after day. Then all of a sudden, yes, it takes practice. And I'll, I'll get I'll, there. I'll tell you right now for the listeners listening. How many of you listeners uh, think about breathing? Nobody. That is a form of unconscious competence. You breathe naturally. 
How many of you think about walking when you're walking? You know, you don't. You just take a step. Yeah. You're you are unconsciously competent of that movement, and so this is the, you. If you can hit that stage of of understanding, um, then you you have true success, and that's your goal as a trainer for your clients, and even apply that to yourself. Be aware of where you're at, and that's in those stages. Um, and then you know where you need to go, and and I'm always constantly, I'm I'm always aiming to get to that fourth stage for whatever I want to do, mm-hmm. and it just takes lots of practice. What was the number? Someone had established a while ago it was like ten thousand hours, and that's I think why you said ten thousand, yes. right, Adam? Yeah. So uh, just practice. You well, know? you know, and keep hammering. That's it why in a your- lot of apprenticeships they have similar types of programs set out for like X amount of hours because mm-hmm. you really do don't you don't achieve that until you put that sort of work in and in time frame. Well, I think, uh, I, I don't know if we touched on this before when we talked about the evolution of our training. I know we got a little more into our personal, how we train ourselves, but, you know, I can say <clears throat> the evolution of my training as clients. And if you're a trainer and you're listening to this or you're uh, a, a new trainer or a trainer that aspired to be a trainer right now, one of the things that um, so many trainers at the beginning focus on is giving these clients the hardest workout they've ever had, you know, and that's their, their mentality becomes like, you know, I can make this client more sore, sore than the last trainer trained them. And that's how they, how a lot of trainers think they gauge their, how successful of a trainer they are. Who's right. a, who's a better trainer? You know, like, right. Oh, when this, when the client, when Susie saw Sal, she came to me and said that Sal didn't really get her sore. So I'm going to break her off and show her what, what time it is. Right. So, you know, and, uh, I think every trainer when they first start off can get kind of caught up in that a little bit and, and start focusing on, like the most creative, the most crazy workouts they give. When, when I really got better as a trainer was when, uh, or the shift that I had was, I actually started to put a lot less focus on the hour that I was with them because I could take care of that. I'm going to be with them. I'm going to be watching them. I'm always going to give them a pretty good workout. I became more focused on giving them tools to be successful the other 23 hours. And that became uh, a huge difference in the results that my people started to see. Getting your clients to just, like you said, create those small habits of, you know, and learning about what they do. You know, tell me what you, I want to know what she does or he does every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, what their activities look like. And then when I start to hear like, okay, they work at this time, they wake up this and that, then I can start giving them small goals. And I'll say, hey, this week what I want you to do. And, and you keep it simple like that. You say, okay, this week what I want you to do I know on Tuesday, you're normally up by 8 o'clock and then you start your day and do this. I want you to wake up at 7.30. And when you wake up at 7.30, all I want you to do is go take a walk around the block. Nothing strenuous whatsoever. You can be half asleep doing it. I don't care. Just get up, walk for 30 minutes before, then start your day. You know, that's Tuesday's thing. Saturday, you know, that's Saturday's the day they sleep in until 10 or 11. It's also the day they lounge around and watch sports or whatever it is. And then, so, hey, this is what I want you to do on this day. That day, I want you to accomplish two miles throughout your day. You can spread it up over quarter mile breaks, whatever it is, that, whatever, I don't care. Just all I want to know is that you accomplish that and I would follow up in small goals like that and then all of a sudden clients start seeing all these crazy results and then you create those, then they start to get it, that like Sal says, and then, become, then they become conscious of what they were doing before and then it becomes a point where they become a habit and then they just start to do that. Like they just know that, hey, on Saturdays I need to make sure I, move, I get my walk in, I need to make sure I do this. On these days I need to get up a little bit earlier and all that stuff starts to add up and make a huge difference and they in their body and what's going on. So that for me was huge. I don't know if you guys evolved the same way or came out that way or not. 100%. I, yeah. I, I remember I used to get really irritated when I first became a trainer. I'd get really irritated when a client wasn't doing everything that I told them at the fir- in the beginning. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not, you're, here's your diet, here's your workout, this is what you're going to do here. And they wouldn't do everything. And I'd be like, ah, you know, you got to do it all now. Um, and, and then I realized, like you said, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, pro- it's a process. 
one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And after, and it takes a long time. I, you know, when I tell clients, it's like, look, you've never worked out. You know, you want to lose 20 pounds. This is something new to you. It's going to take you a, a couple years before you become good at this. It's like, you can't learn. Nobody enjoys playing the piano when they first start playing it. It fucking sucks until you're good at it, you know. Right. So it's going to take a long time to get good at this. So let's let's give you a, and you 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 set the stage that way. That's it. Just be entertaining, and <laughs> I mean that helps a lot because it is. It's a big long process, and you don't want to throw that right at them, especially as you're doing your prezo, like how long it's actually going to take. But we talked a while ago about like clients and like how I've had clients for years and years, and it's just because of that. It's it's such a long process that, you know, you get, you obviously make, uh, you, you accomplish great things, you know, going through the process, but, um, it's not, if you, if you get outside of the instant, uh, mentality where we're just trying to ramp up intensity and we're trying to get these things to happen, that, that just has never lasted in my career. You know, I, I actually for myself, and I haven't even said this to any clients yet, but, it's almost like I want to change the word. Uh, I, I want to change what I'm called from being a trainer to being like a coach, oh, like yeah. a fitness like coach. Because it. it makes more sense. You know, a trainer trains you for an hour and you leave. Yeah. But you're not going to get anybody's success uh, if you do that. You have to be more of a coach. Right. Because they're with you for, you know, two or three hours a week. You know, they're not with you for way more than that. And you got to be able to coach them through that. Uh, through the time they're not with you. Otherwise, they're yeah, not going to they, be successful. they're less dependent on you, right? Because when you're just a trainer and you're trying to accomplish something in a short amount of time, you know, they're so dependent on you to get them there uh, as opposed to, like, just daily having these these processes that they're going through and, like, really scaling one thing at a time. Um, it, it, it just empowers them to then, you know, go further. And then they know, like, what's in, ahead of them. And then they can just make progress on the next, you know, one thing, which I, I'm always trying to distill it down. That's been my sort of evolution as a trainer is to really distill the process to the, to the real important core things, especially with nutrition. That's why I wrote the guide to specifically start with just learning, you know, how to eat better and make better decisions. And then you just you go from there. And, uh, you know, and that could that could take however long. You know, there's really no um, no time length to that. Oh, dude, I've had clients. So, I've had clients that been with me for three years, yeah, and barely lost any weight, and then something clicks, and it, then boom, that's fifteen. It. We have to wait for that. Yeah, so th- I think that's the biggest key. Is like as a trainer, as a coach, you really can't. Um, I mean, you can press hard and you can you can push them to like where they're not going to go, but it, it's not going to have the life changing effect as when you. You really get inside this person's head, and then you see all of a sudden this click happens, and that's how it happens. And then it's yeah. like boom, it's like wildfire, and then that's what you just you just created with this person. Yep, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Coaching. Yep, do it. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time. This is Mind Pump.